Sometimes I think about the fact that technically the therapist doesn't really care about me. She's getting paid. So pick me. Choose me. Love me. Yeah, that that is a weird concept to think about. However, I don't think a therapist would go into the profession if they, you know, didn't enjoy it or found some sort of fulfillment from it. Like it is their job and they do it because that's how they have to live. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I see what you're saying. I want to become a teacher. That doesn't mean I don't care about my students just because I get paid. What are therapists supposed to do? Give you advice? Like they don't really do that. They just like make you figure it out yourself. I said dance. Ah, we missed you guys. This episode, we process my recent therapy session, talk about finding comfort in overthinking, and discuss what we overthink. We reveal who we think our biggest bullies are and give our hot takes on journaling. She keeps on like pushing the friend thing on me. Right now, I get enough social interaction at school. Like, that's enough for me for now. Sometimes doing stuff on the weekend, but not all the time, certainly. And she said, basically... That's what she said. And you know what? I, what was that? It's a good idea to start making more friends at school. Okay. So you have people to hang out with this summer. Because if I don't, then I'm not going to have social interaction. during. I don't know if I agree with that she always pesters me with the friend thing i'm like no i talk to people in all of my classes at school like i'm not just sitting there alone all day that makes sense like i can relate i had a day recently where someone said hi to me on the steps just walking back to my dorm and i thought to myself wow if that's the only social interaction i had all day like i feel pretty good because that was (laughs) such a nice like hello 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 isn't that kind of hashtag sad but also like it's very true i don't need a lot of social interaction to feel great during the day the nature of the period of life that you're in right now you know between high school and college i don't know if making more friends right now is feasible or i mean yeah it probably is it's a little bit weird because it's the end of high school yeah and she did say which actually relates back to our last episode these friends, not they're not disposable, but they essentially are. Like you're going to have from them for this period of time, then it doesn't matter if you communicate after high school. You serve each other well for this time period, but which is also kind of sad. I tend to not make friends with people like that, which is probably why I have a lower count of friends than most people that I know is because friendships like that, I tend to not put too much time in. And so I'm like, nah, I'm just going to sit and watch some youtube simple but effective it's hard to rationalize putting in the effort to make a friend if you know that you have an expiration date it's just weird and i would rather spend time on other stuff but you know your therapist probably has a good point that we're just not seeing i guess we'll never know (laughs) yeah listen to this bro i saw this thing on tiktok about introverts and people loving to spend time by themselves because when you're by yourself you're in your most raw state like you're not being influenced by any other people or any other things going on and that's kind of comforting when you're your truest self you sound like my philosophy book bro (laughs) strip down to the bears the necessities of life and be by yourself where you are your truest form no it's kind of good the philosophers are famous for a reason 
This past weekend, I've spent quite a bit of time by myself while also being pretty social. Like I feel like I found a good balance this weekend. That's been really healthy because during the week, I was not doing great. Why were you not doing so great? Was that balance just off? Why was I not doing great? I was really in my head all week. And as Girl in Red says, intrusive thoughts. <laughs> I get intrusive thoughts like it was very overpowering all week to the point where it, it felt paralyzing my thoughts. This weekend, spending time to myself, actually by myself, not in a room with other people, like by myself, doing things that I really enjoy doing. And then also balancing that with spending time with people has been rejuvenating in a sense. I like that word. I like that laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, and also it's so cheesy, but the weather helps, man. The weather helps. When it's sunny outside and you don't have to wear a coat, it's really nice. I'm not ever going back. Into the light. It's also nice to show off an outfit. Sometimes truth. the coat ruins the outfit. No, truth. I was wearing a cool cardigan the other day, and I was so happy they didn't have to wear a coat over it. Yeah. I was getting compliments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also have to ask you, I mean, you really are emerging as this fashion icon. Yeah. Does it give you a lot of pressure? Was fashion always something you're into? No, I feel like this is the example of the night because I was like, wow, I feel like a lot of pressure for the Met converse. In regards to your breakdown, do you know what might have caused that? Or you don't have to share, but... It was probably another overthinking situation. Maybe it was like being mad at myself for not thinking about things too much because I'm so comfortable overthinking. Like it helps me sometimes. And I was just doing things mindlessly. I think overthinking gives me this illusion of having control. And sometimes while it's happening, um, it feels helpful. Like I, it's something I have to do mm-hmm. because I'm struggling to make a decision it's not healthy. It's a waste of time. It's self-destructive, but I always go back to it because I feel a need to do it because it feels like a coping mechanism that, well, I've done it before and I've gotten through it. So I'm going to do it again. What do you overthink? Uh, It can be vague. Like I would say, I always overthink what I'm going to say and how others perceive what I'm going to say. I think you should experience it. You always say I want to experience things, but I don't think you actually want to experience things because you would experience it if you wanted to experience things. I overthink things that have already happened. Mine's definitely rooted in the past. And so it makes it really painful to overthink because I'm not just reliving the memories, but I'm also reliving the feelings that I had in that moment. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm obscuring them or not. I was sitting in a big lecture hall and I was reliving a moment. So I'm sitting there having some pretty intense emotions. This is exactly what I was afraid of. While he's lecturing on imperialism. I think I do something similar too. I don't know if I'm like having deja vu all the time, but. Do you get deja vu? <laughs> do you feel like you haven't been really present recently? I would say a month ago was a point where I wasn't present, kind of disassociating. Right now, in this past week or whatever, I haven't been doing it as much, but I'm kind of mad at myself for not doing it. Mad at yourself for not disassociating? I'm reluctant to feel good, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean. I can speak for myself. I am my biggest bully. Bully! I'm so mean to myself. These are bullies. When I start to feel good, overthinking is the next step for me because I'm like, "Mm, you shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm -mm, You don't deserve it. I said, damn. I put myself on a girl on red 
fast. So I didn't listen to her for probably like four months because I had overplayed her new album. I loved every song, but I just had to give it a break. And I recently went back to it. It hit like the first time. It was so good. Hey, yo. I jam out to Did You Come in the Shower? Period. I'll call you mine. It's just so great. I feel like I'm in a music video or something. It's crazy. All great songs. I 100% agree. I love playing that album front to back. Even when I add a song in my playlist, I'm like, wait, mm -mm, let me listen to the whole album front to back right now. Mm -hmm. Serotonin? Are you kidding me? What's a specific lyric from Girl in Red that really hits every time? Momentary happiness makes you feel alive. Momentary happiness makes you feel alive. The best pieces of writing I've ever seen. It's a revolutionary document for a revolutionary statement. You cannot help but be stirred when you read those words. Yeah, that's so true. It's good. Wow. In one of my classes recently, we were learning about how when you're younger, the weekend isn't that big of a deal in comparison to your weekdays. But as you grow up, the weekends seem like such a prize that you live for and you get a chemical rush from the weekends. That's totally been me lately. I've been I've been living for a good Saturday recently. Great, great connection. She's incredibly intelligent. People, it would scare. Okay, though, this isn't like a profound lyric, but in her song, Period, whenever she sings Honey, I'm Not Doing So Well, something about that line being in a song. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know what to say. Makes me emotional every single time. When this album first came out, I was going to a, a daytime program for eating disorders. I always played that song on the ride back home. I like just love the song, but I was afraid mom was going to interpret it like I was on the bridge of a breakdown or something. <laughs> anyways, I would sing it anyways. <laughs> Recently, I've joined the radio club, radio station at my school, which honestly I recommend if you're at a university, check out the radio club because there's some really cool people that gravitate towards that. If the artist has more than three songs over a million streams on Spotify, you can't play them. So that forces you to find smaller artists and not be like other girls, right? She looks like every other bitch. So that's forced me to find newer songs. Also has allowed me to ask my friends what smaller artists they listen to, which has been great because you get to learn a lot about your friends as well. And there's this one song that a friend recommended to me. And every time I play it, whoever I'm with says that it's a great song. I feel like it's necessary to recommend to other people as well. The one lyric that I really enjoy is, honestly, I feel too weak to hold my head up straight. And honestly, I had to leave when it was not going so great. Maybe we could listen to songs by the fire. Just sit down and slow down for a while. I feel like the the later winter months, you're always in this motion of just trying to get through it. And so having someone there to support you and kind of let you fall, but not hit rock bottom is really nice. That's a kind of a sad lyric, but it's a really upbeat song. I love one of those. Yeah, those are the best where the lyrics are actually so depressing, but the song is a pop. For example, 
Golden by Harry Styles. It's on the radio. It's a pop song. But when you really <laughs> listen, that song is sad. A sad moment. The best pieces of writing I've ever seen. It's a revolutionary document for a revolutionary statement. You cannot help but be stirred when you read those words. Recently, I did a journal entry after my week of complete overthinking. It was about four straight days of just constantly replaying a couple moments in time in my head every so many minutes. Like you just replay. One of my friends told me to journal. You're not going to get the song the first time you hear it. After the second and third time, you're going to be like, whoa, what is this? It's, it sounds nothing, nothing like anything that's out right now. And I was like, no, I'm not a journaler. I think it, like that goes back to my perfectionist tendencies. Nope, I can't be perfect at journaling, so I'm just not going to do it. There's no place like She was really very much like, you should journal. Uh, it, it had gotten to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. It's so bad. My thoughts are so bad. I get intrusive thoughts like no one told me that you could just open up your notes app and journal. And I, I remember writing in my journal, I'm telling myself to just keep writing. And I think what I learned from that experience is that when you're overthinking, I at least when I was overthinking, I was really trying to hold on to memories. I think it's because I was afraid of forgetting them. But once I had them written down on the journal, it's like, okay, I have a record of it now. I haven't been journaling recently, but especially when I was in programs, there's nothing else to do. And I was going through a lot. There was a lot going through my mind. So it was nice to get it down. Now, if something is stuck in my head or I like the way something sounds, I will put it in my notes app. But they're not long entries. They're like a sentence. It's almost like I'm a musician. I'm a very serious musician. But I think it'd be cool to carry around a journal. So when yeah. the inspiration hits you, you just write. For some reason, that in my mind is like, ah, I could never do that. I kind of wish I was that person though. But I think for right now, in order for me to do it, it has to have absolutely no pressure on myself. Yeah. So the notes app is just where I'm at. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm happy that you did like did that. Well, thank you. It's just journaling, but thank you. <laughs> What is something that you learned about people recently? I recently learned from a friend. One of my friends kind of said, if you're happy doing what you're doing, then nobody can tell you you're not successful. It's so obvious, but... I mean, it's so obvious, but... People's emotions are more complex than we think is a big takeaway I've had within the last couple of days. I, I was trying to process how some friends were feeling and in my mind could only be happy or they could be sad. There's no between there. But in reality, they could be feeling sad and also happy at the exact same time. Happy and sad at the same time. Oh, Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Listen to Miss Casey. She's been trying to tell me this whole time, but I was just not listening. It's also the kind of thing where probably four years ago, if someone had said that to me, I'd be like, okay. You can be feeling two opposite emotions at the same time, but not even realizing that you can, but other people can as well. When someone tells you how they're feeling, there's so much that you don't know. There's so much context that you can't, you can't really tell anybody exactly how you're feeling. Yes. 
which is why when people ask how I'm feeling, I go, I don't say fine anymore. <laughs> I moved past that. I now say good. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah, because honestly, I don't feel like anyone wants to listen to that. And then when I do give someone a little bit, I'm like, oh, I should not have said that. I regret it. I regret everything I've said. Because sometimes you don't even know how you're feeling. Sometimes you just don't even know. You're confused. I'm fucking confused, bro. Well, gotta go stream Girl in Red. I'm running low on serotonin. On serotonin. I get intrusive thoughts. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Sorry we haven't been posting that frequently. However, we are so excited to release this episode and hear what you guys have to say about it. To chat with us, DM us at We Are Socially Anxious on Instagram. No, actually DM us. We love it. See you soon, hotties. Bye. Come back soon, boys. Thank you.